the college football experience, Florida State Seminoles season preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. Get started today, and you get a risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com, and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome to the college football experience, Florida State Seminole season preview. My name is Colby Swinging Dantabase Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Woo! Yes, and we are talking Seminoles football. Look, Florida State, I get it. You had a few tough years, but Norvell. I get it. You know, first year coach, give me the Dundee music. Give me the Dundee music. All right, Mike Norvell. We're tossing out last season for all first year coaches. I understand it wasn't a great year, but he was thrown into the fire with no spring ball, shortened camp, opt outs all season long. I think there's plenty of room to be optimistic if you're a Florida State Seminoles fan. Mackenzie Milton, winning pedigree. I know he had the crazy leg injury. He transfers in from UCF and a bunch of other transfers transfer in to Norvell, a proven winner at Memphis. Why can't he do it in Tallahassee? I'm telling you, I understand the schedule's hard, but I think, you know, he just, he just had a couple big recruits land this week. Something's might be happening in Tallahassee, Florida. We're going to get to that win total. We're going to talk schedule. We're going to talk roster. Uh, I'm going to be joined by a friend of the program here, Richie Barnes, the host of the Double Fries Pod. You got to check that out. Double Fries, no slaw pod, uh, Florida State football pod. They talk Florida State year round, but obviously, as you can imagine, a lot of it, Florida State football um, and, and, and basketball and other sports too. I know they just had some golf on as well, but you got to check that out. It's going to be fun to have uh, Richie on the show talking Florida State football. Um, and, and really, just I think this program can easily get back to where it's supposed to be. Now, obviously Clemson's owning things in that Atlantic, but I just think the talents there, the ACC has been a mess other than Clemson, a lot of opportunity for someone to just quickly come up. And I think maybe not this year, but I think Norvell can get them back on the track on the right track, at least uh, so far this year, if they can just make a bowl this year, I think down the line, you know, seeing some of these recruits and seeing what's happening in Tallahassee, I could totally see, uh, totally see them coming back to where they're supposed to be. Um, we're going to have Richie talk more about where they're supposed to be 
right after this. But first, I want to tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. Yes, WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you receive a special offer up to a $500 risk free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. I also want to tell you that the college football experience, Florida State Seminole season preview is brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Uh, find the best odds on on whatever NBA championship, Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other betters on PropSwap. See a ticket you like, but maybe you think the price is a bit too high. Well, don't worry. Submit a bid for a price that you think is fair, then buy it. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time with one click of a button. And PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool, you know, to let you know essentially how much your ticket is worth. Uh, perfect example about, about, well, about 10 days ago, two weeks ago, something like that. Uh, prop swap customer sold a hundred dollar, uh, 175 to one Atlanta Hawks to win the Eastern conference ticket for $6,250 after the Hawks went up one Oh on Milwaukee with prop swap. Your bet doesn't need to win. And in, in order for you to make money, it just needs to improve. Think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting, use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to uh, $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the prop swap app today. And while you're downloading apps, you got to download our app. Yes. SGPN's got a brand new app. It's live in the app store, and Google play store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. Joining us on the college football experience is host of the double fries. No slaw Florida state podcast, Richie Barnes. How you doing, Richie? Thanks for uh, hopping on talking Florida state football. I'm good, Colby. I mean, last time I was here with you, I think we were previewing the uh, Colorado Florida State March Madness game, which was a lot of fun. So uh, excited to talk some football now. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I know, look, uh, Leonard Hamilton doing a great thing with the basketball program. Subscribe to the college basketball experience, by the way, guys. But come on, when you think Florida State, you think Florida State football. You've told me yourself that, like, I mean, they get excited for football. Really, just it's a football culture down there, despite. You know, I know they've, there's been some rough years recently. Mike Norvell, year one, three and six. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to call a flag on the play here. And although I was somewhat of a, skep, a skeptic of the hire, I I think uh, you can't judge anyone based off last year. No spring ball, uh, shortened camp, opt outs, up. You know, like just a mess of a season. I feel like every first year coach from a season ago deserves an asterisk next to that, or just wipe that slate clean. What was your take on Nor- Norvell year one though? Yeah, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. We, we kind of joke and call it a year zero around here in Tallahassee because it's, he didn't really have that opportunity, you know, uh, but he was on campus for three months and then recruiting got shut down. All the players had to go back home. You know, they don't have access to that nutrition, the facilities, everything. Um, just a really weird COVID year. I think we're all just happy we got to watch football. Um, but I don't know if there's a lot you can take from his first year, which is why we're really calling it year zero. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can sit there and break down, uh, you know, I, I'm going to have to do this, but I just think everyone deserves a pass. Uh, I can't judge him off of that year. Despite three and six, you could say three and six at Florida state should never happen. Well, I think it shouldn't, <laughs> it, it should never happen. But, but at the same time, like he came into a mess and, and then it was aside from the mess that what he was inheriting was the mess of COVID-19. You know what I mean? So it's, <laughs> it is a double, 
double uh, stacked mess there. But here we are with the offense here. Seven starters back on offense. And the first question out the gate. Well, let me hit on this. I guess 85th best scoring offense in the country, 31st uh, best rushing offense in the country, 98th best passing offense, 62nd overall. I think a lot of that, uh, woe, a lot of the woes from the passing attack was probably the quarterback play. And Mackenzie Milton transfers in. Are we, a, a, is it like a it set in stone that he is the starting quarterback here, or is Jordan Travis and Purdy all battling? I think the assumption is Milton's going to be the guy. I don't think he would have come to Florida state. If he didn't have you a little wink, wink, nod, nod, you're, you're going to be our guy. Um, I think it's been great for the quarterback room with the, you know, Jordan Travis. I think he's a really good athlete, man. And even if he doesn't start, I think we got to get him on the field, but I do think it's McKenzie Milton. Chubba Purdy was away from the team all spring dealing with injuries. Uh, so I don't think he'll factor into the conversation this year. Uh, but I do think you're going to see Milton and Travis, but I do think it's Milton's job to lose heading into fall camp. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of thought so after the spring game, I know that uh, Milton looked really good apparently. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the, the, the real question over the past couple of years has been the O line. You returned the entire offensive line led by Robert Scott jr. But the real question to me, Look, breaking down 130 teams, whenever you see five offensive linemen coming back, that's great. But over the past few years, it's the glaring weakness that I notice when I watch Florida State is that offensive line play. Where do you sit on this year's offensive line? And and do you think it's going to be one of the strong suits of the team? Um, I, I definitely wouldn't say a strong suit. Uh, you know, we got Dylan Gibbons, the transfer from Notre Dame. I think that solidifies your interior a little bit. I like our starting five but the depth is a serious issue. It, it, and again, it, it's the same story going back to really 2017 when Jimbo was here his last year, one or two injuries on that offensive line that could mean the difference between, you know, one or two more wins on the season because the depth is just not good. I I'm okay with our starters. I'd say they're probably an average ACC offensive line up front, but no depth behind it. And that's really going to be our issue this year. Yeah. And what uh, Deshaun Corbin is back. He got 400 yards a season ago. Is, is he penciled in to be the starter? Or you think it's going to be running back by committee? I, I think it'll be by committee, but he's definitely the guy. Um, you know, he was actually once committed to Florida state, but ended up at Texas A&M followed Jimbo out there and transferred back. He, he's definitely the guy, you know, we have DJ Williams who transferred in from Auburn, I think could uh, play a role. And then uh, my favorite back on the roster, I think is Lawrence to Philly. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of these guys, but I think Corbin will probably lead the team in carries this year. Yeah. Norvell doing a great job in the transfer portal. Uh, I think that's one of the first things you come into a, a basically inheriting a mess. I think it's one of the best things to take advantage of in 2021 is getting in these transfers. So going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Now wide receiver wise, uh, you got uh, Ontario Wilson coming back, but you're breaking in a bunch of other people. Is it going to be Joshua Burrell? Is it going to be Malik McLean, uh, Keyshawn Helton? Where, 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 how's the pass game looking to you? Yeah. So it's uh, we, we didn't really have a true, uh, you know, wide receiver one. I think Andrew Parchment who, you know, go back to the transfer portal, uh, Norville added over 10,500 snaps of experience from the portal this year, um, which is just wild. Uh, so I think Andrew Parchment, their transfer from Kansas will be the big uh, wide receiver one we need. Um, I like Ontario Wilson, um, Keyshawn Helton, and a name you mentioned, Malik McLean. Uh, you know, he's a true freshman that enrolled in the spring, had a couple of really nice catches from Milton in the spring game. Um, it's a young group, not a lot proven. So it, but there's a lot of potential there, but it's also a lot of fans are weary because it's, it's not the typical receiving core that you would expect at Florida state. 
Uh, and Parchment, I remember watching Kansas games, and he caught my eye as a dynamic player at Kansas. I know that sounds crazy because not they've been so bad lately. I don't know that you can say <laughs> right. anyone catches your eye, but trust me, he did. So I think that could be interesting with Mike Norvell calling the plays and, and really finding a way to get get him the ball. Um, defensively, you're only bringing back five, and this was so confusing to me. And I get it; it's probably year one. It was probably the opt outs and everything. You guys had a lot of a few players drafted on the defensive side of the ball. But when you look at the stats, 105th in scoring defense, 97th against the run, 98th against the pass, 107th overall. I, 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 I'm, I'm just confused. You see players drafted, multiple players drafted on the defensive side of the ball, but then you see the numbers like that, and you're just like, what? How does that make any sense? Um, uh, you got what? Well, just one returning starter on the defensive line, and Robert Cooper. But I hear Jermaine Johnson is, uh, is, is looking pretty darn good. Uh, both linebackers back running that four, two, five defense secondary returning just two of five. Where, where, where do you place the defense? What do you make of that season a year ago? Based off of the fact that you guys had a kind of a talented defense, but the numbers don't back it up. Yeah. You had guys, uh, you know, Joshua Kando, um, you know, Robinson all got drafted. Uh, I think we ended up having four guys drafted from that defense, not including Marvin Wilson who went undrafted. Um, but I, I think the biggest problem that going back to 2017 or, or 2018, Brian Burns last year, we haven't had a pass rush. Uh, so you kind of hit the nail on the head there with Jermaine Johnson. We're expecting big things from him. You know, he was in the rotation at Georgia, but you know, he wasn't going to be a every down player there. So he wanted to come uh, to Florida state for his last year. And it, Again, uh, we talked about our offensive line. He looked really good in the spring, um, but against our offensive line. But I think that's the key. If we cannot get to the passer, um, you know, Florida State secondary is extremely talented. You know, th- there's multiple five stars. If you look at recruiting ratings, you're not going to find many secondaries that have more talent than Florida State. But we have not been able to get after the passer and defensive coordinator Adam Fuller. You know, I was really excited when he came in, but last year he did not do a good job. Linebackers. Hopefully another year of experience helps because they were not good last year, filling gaps. It was just, it looks like the hundredth ranked defense. When you watch the games, they're just, there was not a lot of positives to take away, but you know, we're hoping we got Bam Moore UCF transfer who was, you know, projected first round pick before he got hurt at UCF. Um, hopefully he comes in, adds some Jamie Robinson from South Carolina here, Thomas on the defensive line from South Carolina. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of our two deep is, is, you know, mostly transfers uh, this year. <laughs> hey, anything to do to grab the wins here? Uh, look, I mean, Vegas is setting this win total at five and a half blindly without diving into the schedule. I say, dude, this is Florida state and Norvell's got a uh, look. And I, I was somewhat of a skeptic of the hire, but I still think he's decent, right? We're like, yeah, uh, I, you gotta, you, you'll make a bowl game at Florida state, right? I, I'm blindly going to say yes. Now let's get into this schedule. Obviously right before labor day, week one, the day before labor day, we, uh, I mean, you guys are hosting Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame is yeah. breaking in a new quarterback. There's an opportunity here. I know we're all going to probably favor Notre Dame, but I think there's a real nice opportunity to catch them perhaps, you know, in a transition point. What, what's your take on that game? Yeah. You know, Notre Dame, they, they lost a, a good bit on the offensive line. Um, they did get Kane Madden, the all American transfer from Marshall, which Florida state was in heavily for, and he had picked Notre Dame, unfortunately. Um, I think the early spread was anywhere from six and a half to nine and a half, depending on what you were looking at. So it's a game Florida state could win. Um, it's not a must win and it won't shock anybody. If Notre Dame wins, I think most people will pick Notre Dame to win that game. 
but I, I don't think it's like a Clemson game where, you know, there's no chance at all. Right. <laughs> it's a game. I think if Florida state's going to get to six, seven, uh, you know, a ceilings, probably eight wins this year. If everything goes right, you'd have to beat Notre Dame to get there though. Yeah. And I feel like you played them decent in South Bend uh, last year. Um, so Hey, I mean, stranger things have happened and, and Patty C of the college experience uh, calling for this one to be an upset. He's taking Florida state. In really? the upset. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's one of those games. It's, it's weird, man. It, heading into the season, like we said, year zero with the new coach, the roster, the two deep is going to look completely different from it year one or game one last year against Georgia tech. We played them. So it's just, it's a, t- a terribly tough team to predict right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then well, week two, you're getting Jacksonville state, which I mean, I know you guys played them, I think a season ago and it was tied at halftime. If memory serves me correct or, yeah. uh, but Jacksonville state is an FCS playoff team. So I, I get it. It's Florida state. They should never lose a Jacksonville state, but at the same time, it is a, a team that's got more talent than I bet you. If you put Jacksonville state in the hundred, the FBS, uh, they would be a bowl team. They would probably, they would probably go six, yeah. seven and five, six and six, something like that. They, they could win the Mac. I'll put it like that, <laughs> uh, but that'll, that that's a win, right? We're not going to sit here and joke around and say Jacksonville state's going to win in Tallahassee, right? That's a win. No, that's, for, for, yeah, that's a win. Yeah. All right. And then you're at wake forest and this is a true 50. I think you guys are still, you're still just more talented than wake forest, but uh, Dave Clawson, good head coach. This is one of those 50, 50 games where you say, man, I mean, honestly, the schedule breaks nice. If you're able to upset Notre Dame, Getting Jacksonville State, then at Wake, where I think that's that's that you you are going to be the more more talented team from a recruiting standpoint, and then you're getting Louisville and Syracuse. There's a, a world here where you could open up the season five and zero. Yeah, and and I think you know Wake Forest is, in my opinion, by far the most important game on the schedule, just because who they are and where it's placed. Right. So uh, regardless of what happens with Notre Dame. We expect to beat Jacksonville state. That's a huge game. Cause if you uh, drop the game to wake Forest, then you you're one and two and the, the culture on this roster is not good. They're used to, to losing early in the season that they haven't won an opener since old miss in 2016. I think only Oregon state has lost every opener since then. So this is a team that they have an opportunity to stack some wins early. If they can beat wake, like you said, Louisville and Syracuse, Syracuse should be pretty bad. I don't expect them to be five and zero, but there's an opportunity there and they need to take advantage because the back half of that schedule gets really tricky. Yeah. I mean, even if they lose that Notre Dame game, you start, if you were to, to find a way to start out four and one, um, getting Louisville and, and Syracuse coming into Tallahassee, then you, you, you're still in a decent spot. I understand the schedule gets really, really slippery at the end there, but um, okay, let's go through it. So after Syracuse, so the first five weeks, I just touched on Notre Dame, Jacksonville state, wake forest, Louisville, Syracuse. Then you're at North Carolina, their preseason top 10, but last year you guys beat North Carolina and Mac Brown's never beaten North Carolina. I'm sorry, uh, Florida state. So, uh, I mean, we're, we're going to favor North Carolina still here, I think, but I could totally see you guys winning this one. Yeah, definitely. I think Sam Howell's definitely a top five quarterback in the country. Um, a guy that was committed to Florida state for almost a year before signing with North Carolina. Um, very talented player. They did lose a good bit, especially from the backfield. I believe um, definitely lean North Carolina on that one up there, you know, revenge game, Mac Brown. I think he's what? Oh, and nine now against his uh, alma mater, Florida state. So we'll see if he gets that one, but I, I would lean UNC for the, for sure on that one. Yeah. And then you get a bye week and then you're home to UMass. Now this, uh, I kind of hate this. <laughs> if, if I'm a fan of, of, if I was a fan of Florida state, like, cause UMass in a way is a bye week. So you, you, to me, I would rather have them spaced out. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I'd, I'd rather have that game before Florida, like we typically would, but um, I guess that's when we could get them in. And I, I know it's not an exciting game, but there's a lot of Florida state fans that do not like Walt Bell and are excited to welcome him back to Tallahassee. <laughs> Walt Bell, the head coach of UMass, that one uh, is going to be, that's going to be a blowout because they're one of the worst teams, if not the worst in the FBS. Uh, then you're at, at Clemson. I know we touched on this briefly a second ago. Okay. Clemson's winning this. And then, and then NC state. Now that's a weird team to me this year. They're, they're kind of one that has a really high ceiling, but also they're NC state. They find ways to lose games that they, they, they should probably win. You know what I mean? So this is in Tallahassee. This is another one where I say, man, if the, it's almost like the Louisville game. I feel like, man, this both are in Tallahassee. Yes. I think blindly we'd probably say, well, and Louisville and NC state are probably further ahead than where Norvell's at, but these are still winnable games to me. Absolutely. And, and NC state, you know, typically up there, it's always bad news for Florida state. I mean, even go back to 2012 and you know, we were uh, 10 and two, we, we lost that one game to NC state up there with EJ Manuel taking that spin sack. Um, typically in Tallahassee, we play them. Well, I, I like this game. I like the spot of it. I think it's definitely one Florida state can pick up and get the W. Yeah. By the way, I was at that game that you speak of. Um, yeah. I think it's a very winnable game. And then you're home to Miami. I know Miami, you know, I know you don't want me to touch on this, but they, they, they really <laughs> gave it to you last year, but Hey, yep. it's in Tallahassee. I think Norvell's got a, a year under his, you know, whatever you want to call that COVID season, a half a season under his belt. And by this point, November 13th, it's almost like you're going to have a, a full season uh, by, but between that and the, the previous season, he'll have w- at least one season in, I feel like. <laughs> and, and I think this is a winnable game too. And I think this is what Norvell definitely has circled. You know, he, he's really done a great job establishing relationships uh, with high school coaches in South Florida this summer. Um, had four guys commit this weekend alone, which is pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, Derek King, we'll see what he looks like coming off that injury. And uh, Miami typically is a team that starts strong and they fold down the end. You know, they have to open Bama. So that's a loss for sure. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what that team looks like and what Derek King looks like. Cause that's a game. I know Norvell, obviously he missed it last year with COVID. He couldn't go down there, but that's a game that Miami should be favored. They they're the more talented team. Uh, but Manny Diaz always has a really good defense, but it is definitely a game that, you know, Florida state could uh, come up in the, and surprise them potentially. Uh, that's, that's funny. I completely forgot that Norvell didn't coach that game. That's right. He had COVID um, <laughs> man. What a crazy season. Uh, so then they're at Boston college. And this one is weird because it's November 20th. This is going to yeah. be a cold game. In a way I favor Boston college because of that. Yeah. And uh, you have all these kids on the roster for Florida state and, you know, the vast majority are from the Southeast. They're not used to cold weather. I was at the uh, 2018 game up in South bend when it was like 24 degrees and my goodness, that was miserable. Just <laughs> sitting there. I, I can't imagine these kids uh, going up there uh, again. Uh, Florida state probably has a talent edge, but you know, up there in November, you know, the week before Florida, it's a game Florida state needs to be focused on to win. Uh, you hope they're not peaking ahead, but I may favor Boston college on that one as well. Cause that that's going to be a tough spot. Yeah. And then, then obviously at Florida and that, that concludes the season here. Florida's obviously ahead of you guys, but still they're replacing a lot now by, by the time November 27th comes around, I think Mullen will have some things figured out, but same can be said for Norvell overall. What is your expectations on the schedule here? Like what's, what is the the ceiling to you? And what is like, what you realistically think will happen? I think the ceiling's probably eight wins. If you have really good entry luck, really good turnover luck. Um, Cause you're going to be underdog in probably five or six games, at least this year. 
So I, I think eight's probably the ceiling, which is uh, it's painful to say because at 12 should always be the ceiling at Florida State. Yeah. Um, and the floor, you know, again, it depends on depth. If we don't get a huge rash array of injuries, um, probably four or five wins is, is the floor we're looking at. So I'm I'm between five and six right now. So I think Vegas has a really good number. Um, but again, it all week one, if you upset Notre Dame, uh, that's becomes a really attainable goal looking at seven and eight. Uh, but again, that, that week forest game week three for me is really going to decide the season. I'm not a huge momentum guy, but I think with a really young team and a really fragile team, that's not used to winning. I think that game's going to be really important. So anywhere from five to seven is what I'm looking at. Most realistic uh, place for us to land this year. Yeah. And, and that two week stretch right there, September 18th uh, to September 25th, wake and Louisville kind of both 50, 50 games that if you, if you win those, you could have a really good year and some great development with Norvell. Uh, I'm on the over. I, I just think Norvell. Yeah. Look, he, he didn't even coach the whole season last year because of COVID. And then considering everything else, I think there's just good opportunity here. I mean, I will, I don't know which wins I'll say Jacksonville state wake forest, uh, Louisville, Syracuse. That's that's four UMass five. And I think they'll steal one from either Miami, NC state. I like the over and I think they could go seven and five and probably realistically seven and five or six and six. I think uh, I could see eight and four though. And some of those 50, 50 games, don't let them upset Notre Dame or upset uh, Miami or something like that. So I'm on the over man. Uh, I, 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 you're a Florida state fan. So I'm assuming you're definitely on the over too, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't feel great about it, but I am on the over. I'm, I'm, Pumped! I'm, uh, I'll be in Tallahassee that Sunday for uh, the Notre Dame game, and uh, probably back uh, a couple other places. Um, man, it's college football. We're gonna have a full stadium. Don't have to wear a mask to the games this year. It's it's gonna be a blast, regardless. I can't wait. And no fan, no Florida State fan will be reading a novel in the middle of a game. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because Clemson's up in Death Valley this year, so <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to worry. Hopefully not, because it, man, if we do, that this is a battered fan base. Like I said, we haven't won an opener since Ole Miss in 2016 when we were actually down by 22 points in that game. Uh, we again, what I don't think most Florida State fans are not expecting us to beat Notre Dame, but if we do, man, uh, it's going to be. Uh, I feel bad for the rest of the you know people on Twitter because our fan base can be a obnoxious <laughs> bunch. Hey, it's been a while. I'll welcome that. I will welcome that. Um, guys, check out uh, check out the Double Fries No Slaw podcast, Florida State podcast. You can find that on Twitter at uh, Double Fries Pod at Double Fries Pod. Check that out, and uh, I, I can't thank you enough, Richie Barnes. He's also on Twitter at r underscore Barnes four zero seven. I appreciate you hopping on, talking Florida State football, and hey. I'm sure during the season when there'll be a big game, maybe right before that Notre Dame game, I'll have you on the show and we'll try to, uh, we'll try to handicap that game and, and call for that upset. Go Knowles, right? Yeah. I, I can't wait. Go Knowles. And uh, like I said, I'm just ready for a normal college football season. We missed out last year, but I could not be more excited for this year. Yeah. Hey, likewise, I'm counting the days over here. So <laughs> thank you so much for hopping on Richie and have a wonderful day. Everyone check out that podcast. That was awesome. Chatting it up with Richie. Got to check out the double fries. No slaw pod. You can find that uh, on Twitter at double fries, pod, double fries, pod. And uh, Richie Barnes on Twitter at R underscore Barnes, B a R N E S four Oh seven. Look, 
he's getting me excited for Florida State football, you know. And I, I and I didn't even grow up a Florida State fan, but I think they're heading in the right direction. Going to be really interesting to watch that Notre Dame game week one on that Sunday right before Labor Day. Sign me up, sign me up. I can't wait, cannot wait. I'm really, and I'm really excited to see Mackenzie Milton. This is a guy that you know really could have been a Heisman Trophy winner had that not had that injury not happened. I mean, that was a horrible injury. They almost had to amputate his leg. It's been, I mean, uh, talk about a guy that we, we we're all rooting for in the college football experience, Mackenzie Milton to, to really come back and have a great year with the Seminoles guys. If you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe. We are breaking down all 130 teams and some FCS teams too. All right. So look, if you're not even a Florida state fan, say you're a Georgia tech guy, we got you covered. Say you're a, uh, you know, a UMass fan. They're on the schedule. Walt Bell's bunch. We were just talking about, we will have you covered with the UMass Minutemen. subscribe to the college football experience. Tell a friend and also subscribe to the college basketball experience. Yes. We talk college football and college basketball year round. We got a separate feed for the college basketball experience. Leonard Hamilton's got Florida state playing as good as they've been probably ever a lot of you. Hey, I mean, the past what five years? I feel like Florida State's really elevated their basketball program. Who knows what can happen next year? I think the the field's wide open. Why not Florida State? Get in the get over to the college basketball experience. Subscribe because we've already previewed the ACC. We're going to dive deeper into it in this off season and talk seminal basketball as well as every other team in college basketball. So subscribe, tell a friend me, Patty C NC, Nick, my co-hosts that are normally with me. We handicap every single division one college football and college basketball game, Been doing it for four years. We've never had a losing season picking every game, never had a losing season as a collective, but also independently. We've never had a losing season. We've been way over 500 on our locks. We give you all that for free on the SGPN app. Yes. Download the SGPN app, not only because of our fire picks, but also, I mean, you get all of our great content, whether it's articles, whether it's podcasts, whether it's contests, just giving away stacks of cash. You got to get that SGPN app. And if you do make sure you leave a review, don't be a square. If you leave a review, take a screenshot, find me on Twitter at the Colby D and uh, you know, show me that review essentially. And we will send you a college football or college basketball experience t-shirt. And we, we got you covered on the college experience. All right, let's get over there. You're going to, you're going to love the app. I'm telling you, you're going to love the app. This is a no brainer at the Colby D on Twitter. Give me a follow as well. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K sports gambling podcast network is on Twitter at the SGP network. Follow all of them. All right. And make sure you check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast. I mean, we're talking Leonard Hamilton's everything, everything there. We're talking, you know, Florida state golf, Richie Barnes probably in there. All right. Check out the the Slack channel sports gambling podcast. A lot of fun there, talking all different types of sports, chatting it up. It's like a house party at DJs. Got to check it out. Got to check it out. Okay, uh, all right, guys. This is the college football experience, Florida State Seminole style. Oh. oh, 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 oh.